Beautiful Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beautiful Not Broken. It's so good to have you here today. I'm always so grateful that you're listening. Uh, And, you know, we're like, I don't even know how many episodes in we are now, like over 20. And it's awesome that you're all here on the journey. And I just love seeing how many people actually listen to this podcast. Like it's unreal. I started it obviously with the vision of hoping to help people that felt not heard or felt lonely in their journey of grief and felt just lonely in their journey because we all go through shit. Life hands us all shit and sometimes it's just really hard to get out of the weeds of it and actually look in and be like, yeah, this is a bit shit, but it is what it is because I'm supposed to be learning from it. And I think we, it's so easy to get caught up and be like, fuck, why me? Like, and I talk about it all the time, right? My God, I dropped my first F-bomb literally a minute into this episode. Sorry. But, you know, it's so easy for us to kind of be like, hell, why the hell is this happening to me? And what the hell am I going to do going forward? I, you know, I know for me, I'm out of the pain right now. I'm, my grief is like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty healed. I, you know, like I'm feeling good. I've gotten to a point in my life where I've really accepted what's happened to me in the last, you know, two years or year or whatever it is. And I'm feeling good. I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. And I'm really accepting of the fact that there's going to be disappointments along the way. And that's what I really wanted to talk to you today. Like life is not fair. (laughs) And I think we all come into life and we think, you know, why is this not, why, why is this happening to me? It's just not fair. But what is fair? Like at what point in our lives do we set this expectation as to what's actually fair? Because life's not fair. And it's, you know, there's things that are going to happen to us that just feel downright shit. And it's like how we actually react rather than, you know, how we react to these things. And that's a really important point there is that whole reacting versus responding. When we're young, it's really hard to actually get a grasp on this because we're young. We're emotionally young. We're not developed. And, you know, as kids, we're given this expectation, I think, that life should be a certain way based on our beliefs. And, like, there's a whole train of things that, like, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to tell you what all those things are. But you know if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you've done the work on yourself, you know all of the shit that you brought from your childhood into your adulthood that makes you think, holy shit, that's not fair. <laughs> and I I was I've definitely been one for this. I know when I suffered my anxiety, I was like, how is this fair? I don't want to live my life this way. I can't fix it. Why am I stuck here? Am I gonna have this forever? And I got into this real cycle of I don't want to live life if it's gonna be like this. Now that's obviously that was a whole deeper level of what I was going through and but it was just Anyone that's suffered from anxiety and suffered from panic attacks knows how draining it is and how it just feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And it felt unfair. I was like, why am I going through this when I've already lost my dad? I already lost my friend as a child, like someone that was pretty much my sister. Like, why have I had to go through so much more than the people around me? I would look at my friends and think, fuck, your life is easy. 
which like that's an issue in itself, right? We should never compare our lives and our journeys to those around us. I did the whole episode on that the other week. It is so unique to us and we're given the life that we're given and the path that we're given for a reason. And yeah, it's not always fair, but everyone has their shit that they're like, wow, why is this happening to me? Or like everyone has their shit. My shit is so different to some, like I have a great life. I'm understanding that I'm completely privileged. Like I know that my version of rock bottom and my version of shit is so, so, you know, in line with the fact that I grew up middle-class Australia in, you know, the Hills district, which is pretty affluent. I'm very aware (laughs) that the struggles I've dealt with, although very real, like anyone that's grieved and gone through what the grief cycle and the grief journey in any way from job loss, from loss of a parent, like I did originally loss of a friend, loss of a relationship, you know, that grief is hard on a different level. And it may not be comparable to not being able to feed your family because you have no money or not being able to get a job because you're not skilled or the fact that there's job shortage or, you know, not being having a roof over your head for whatever reason. I completely respect that everyone's version of struggles and everyone's version of what is fair is so unique based on their upbringing and the way that we come at life. So it's really important, I think, today, I really wanted to get across the fact that, yeah, life is not fair and we need to stop thinking about why it should be fair and why it should be this certain way that we expect it to be. And, you know, I, okay, let's go into me growing up. So I was brought up, as you know, middle-class Australia, quite affluent area, like, you know, very stable upbringing as in my parents were married, very traditional, very religious home. Um, You know, even though we didn't go to church and things, there was very religious morals in my upbringing, very anti-alcohol, anti-drugs, all of this stuff and very, the belief system was very much imprinted on us as kids we were expected never to drink we we're expected not to want to party the dating oh my god I'll never forget when my dad dragged my first boyfriend away like and had a chat with him about because he had a car and he was like dad's like I know what happens in cars I was so embarrassed <laughs> it was so awkward and I'm pretty sure anyone that grew up in a similar background probably had their dads have this exact same damn chat. I think I was like 14 or 15, like, come on. And I was pretty conservative. I always say to my mom, you actually had it really good with your kids. None of us, I, I drunk a lot. Like I got drunk at parties from like 17 or 16, but not stupidly. And I never did drugs. So I feel like my parents had it so easy. My brother and sister were like straighty 180s. I look like this rebel and yet I did nothing bad. But it's funny how we're brought up, you know, with this belief this belief system. So for me, it was really about, okay, cool. So life is about finding a partner, settling down, having kids. That's the trajectory for women. And that's really the way that we were brought up. I mean, look at everything we watched, Disney movies, like Hollywood, everything was based around this whole life story that life is based around finding a life partner and having this big successful 
life together where you have kids and you fall in love and love is easy, you know, or it's a challenging thing, but then they do this grand gesture. Like it's absolute bullshit what we're fed in like, you know, I mean, these days it's changing, thank God, because the conversation is changing. But for me, there was this real belief that I'd made it in life when, you know, I'd found someone to settle down with. So my entire, from the day I like had interest in boys, my entire thing was about settling down. And that is how I am now 33 and headed for divorce, officially signing the papers soon, guys. So that's exciting. But two years ago, that thought I would have felt like a complete failure. Okay. So off topic a bit, but back into this life isn't fair. So when my friend passed away as a teenager from the car accident, straight away, I was like, why me? And went down this full spiral of, you know, this doesn't happen to me. This is the sort of shit that happens in movies or happens to other people. And you see it in newspapers and it just doesn't happen to people that have my upbringing. And then obviously when my dad got sick, I went down the exact same path. I was like, why the fuck am I going through this again? Like losing someone else that I love. And I guess I'd never really thought about what it would be like to lose a parent. Like that thought had never crossed my mind because I was just so honestly, blindly unaware of what that journey would look like. Even though really, if we spoke about death and if we spoke about the fact that it's inevitable, we would have these conversations with our children about when I'm gone or, you know, and actually normalize the fact that one day we're as parents, and I'm not a parent, but if parents are listening to this, normalize the fact for your children in a non-traumatic, horrific way um, that one day you will be gone. So that's why it's really important as a teenager, you still spend time with your parents and you get to know them and you hear their backstories and you sit and you listen and absorb what they have to say. Because when they're gone, you're not going to appreciate what they brought to the table and you very quickly forget certain things about them. And like it pops up every now and then, but it's really important that because it it's not about life not being fair. It's just about this is a real, this is a real way that life is. People die, people come and go into our world. And if we are so attached to the now and my life has to stay this way, we just set ourselves up for absolute failure when the inevitable happens. People come and go out of our lives. I remember my first serious boyfriend at uh, I think I met him when I was 18. But anyway, we were, we went out for two years and I genuinely thought he was the guy I was going to spend my life with because we had this great romantic meeting. We met on a staircase and I was like, oh my God, I love him. Who is this guy? Like, you know, this awesome meeting, very fiery together. Like, I don't know, can I say it? It's my podcast, but lost my virginity to him. Like he was in my mind, the love of my life. So when it all came crashing down, I was like, and I remember there was this song by Jordan Sparks, and I'm sure I've talked about this on my Instagram. No Air by Jordan Sparks was like out at the time just before our breakup. And I remember thinking, oh my God, if Matt breaks up with me, like that's how I would feel. Like I couldn't breathe. Like he is just so important to my life. He's just an extension of me. I was fucking 19. <laughs> like, seriously. No offense to 19 year olds that have found their one true love or that are in love because that love is so real. Like, I am not, that love is so bloody real. I will 
part of me will always love him. He was my first true, well, I did love a guy before him. But anyway, he was my first true love that I could actually be in a relationship with that was somewhat healthy. And yeah, like I remember just feeling like I couldn't breathe without him. Anyway, the inevitable happened. We broke up. Surprise, surprise. It was great that we broke up really because we were not right for each other. I was not fantastic to him. And look, there was things he did wrong too. It was just not a good fit. We were both 19, okay? We were trying to grow and live our own lives and I wanted to smother him and I didn't know who I was and I was so stuck in my depression back then. It was just not great. But this was the thing at the time. I was like, this is not fair. I will never love again. And you go on this spiral of why is my life this way? Why is it turning out this way? When the truth is we can't know what's around the corner for us, but we can know that there are going to be disappointments. And even now, I never thought I would get divorced. I was adamant that my marriage would be forever. I mean, my ex said all the right things to make me feel like that was going to be the case, even though the writing was on the wall. It was, there were certain things that internally I didn't cry when he proposed. I didn't cry on my wedding day. There was all these things. I'm an incredibly emotional person now because I've let that come to the, to their surface where it had never existed before. But there was all these writings on the wall that made it really clear that something wasn't quite right, not to mention the way that, you know, he would get so angry at me and I've been watching Made. And let me tell you when that scene where, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it, but that scene where he punches the wall, that for me is so triggering because I saw that frequently. And there was so much writing on the wall that that relationship just wasn't going to last. And that even though I kept putting, pouring more of more in, of me into it because I believed marriage was forever because I watched my parents stay in a relationship that they shouldn't stay in. And I like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that on this podcast, but that was the truth. I watched two people be miserable married because I believed that marriage was for life and you made it work. I literally watched two people not make it work. They didn't once put in effort to try and make it work. Whereas at least in my marriage, I can say I did absolutely everything to try and make it work, but it was, you know, it takes two people to try and make it work and try and fix themselves and, and show up to the relationship, the best version of themselves. So, you know, we, we say like, I was like, this is not fair. Why is, why is my marriage failing yet? The person he cheated on her marriage is still together. And, you know, I lost the friends, the friendship group because no one, wanted to believe what was in front of their eyes and no one, you know, could understand it. And it all just felt so unfair. And I realized it actually wasn't about fair. What was happening to me wasn't about fair at all. It was about a path being paved for me that was so much better than what I believed could have been fair. And it took me realizing getting out of the shit and feeling sorry for myself to realize like, wow, this is actually my life opening up. And the one thing that I've felt over and over again is how lucky I am because it's not often in life we get an incomplete ability to recreate who we are and like recreate our lives because I thought I was stuck. I'll never forget one morning getting home from, I I used, my ex and I would do boot camp together and like with a whole bunch of people. And it'd been one morning where, you know, we'd all been at boot camp and old mate was flirting with the girl. And I was just like, I can't, 
We got home, I got out of the car and I'll always vividly remember just looking down the street thinking, is this my fucking life? Feeling second to another woman every single day. And I take ownership over that. I let myself feel second to that woman. I had no reason to feel second to her. I am not second to her. She, I'm, I'm not in competition with her. I never was. She was strongly in competition with me, but one-sided. And I just remember, and I'll always remember that feeling, getting out of that car thinking, is this my fucking life? And how we are subconsciously telling ourselves when we're not happy and sometimes we're choosing to ignore it because we're like, I can't go down that path because it seems painful. And we run from pain. <laughs> I have seen it my entire life. You know, we avoid what I saw a really great quote this morning. It was actually um, pretending you're fine is not healing. (laughs) And I was like, that is entirely true. And how often in my life did I pretend I was fine? Yet deep down, I was thinking things like, this is not fucking fair. They've got it so much fucking easier than me. Their life looks fine on paper. Whereas actually what was happening for me is I was being asked to be a better version of myself. And the lessons I didn't learn when I was 21 and lost my dad, let me tell you, life made me relive that shit pretty much 10 years later to relearn the lesson. And the lesson was to heal and to that I had a voice and that I had a story and that I had a way to share with people. Please don't live this way. Please don't follow this path that I followed. Please don't ever stay in a relationship where you're fucking miserable because your parents put the belief on you that marriage should is for life. Now, I wouldn't change anything that I did. I really did love my ex, like there was complete love there for me. And I would never deny the love that I had for him. And I would never have changed trying to save that marriage because I did believe that was my future. I didn't like all the other shit that was with the marriage, like the, the, the issues with the friends and things like that. I really didn't appreciate the competitiveness. And there was so many elements of things that I didn't like, but I also didn't stand up and say anything because I was a quiet wife. And that's something else that was a major bloody issue. But life wasn't unfair to me. And I cannot, I actually think I'm so damn lucky. I look at my old situation and I'm like, I am so lucky that I was given a second shot to get all of this right and to be so happy. And it's not right as in find the right man, settle down and do that. Like I am not trying to rush into any more relationships or go down that path. What's, what life was trying to show me in the unfairness that was actually completely my path being changed was to get in touch with myself and to realize that I had this voice and had this amazing story to tell about how I hadn't done things right and, and pray to God that I can make people feel seen, heard and validated that are going through this journey and they just don't know how to express and heal and they don't know how to sit in the pain or they feel like no one out there understands what I'm going through or it's so fucking unfair. And the minute that we get, yeah, it is unfair. It is unfair. Like, fuck, I sat in a meeting last Tuesday, finally, like fixing the financial shit that, um, you know, obviously you got to settle stuff with your ex and things. And I sat in that meeting and I was like, all I want is what's fair. And I feel like I walked away with what's fair. All I wanted was 50% of the house and I finally got that. 
But it was like for so long I'd had this narrative of, oh, my God, this separation of financials is so unfair. And it was unfair. But like it was out of my control. So sitting there saying, oh, this is so unfair. All I want is what's fair. But also my version of fair was so different to the version that my ex had or the version that his solicitor had or the version that my solicitor had. Everyone's version of fair is so different because we all bring a different story and narrative to what fair means for us. And generally, it's pretty selfish. (laughs) When we think that something should be fair, we're like, yeah, fair for me. I mean, look, I was being pretty damn reasonable. I just wanted 50% of the property. But, you know, that's me saying that. Once again, I've got my narrative coming to that story. And I'm like, I was being fair, but I'm sure there was plenty of times that if you asked someone else in that situation, they'd be like, she wouldn't have been fair. (laughs) She fucking wanted everything, blah, blah, blah. Like, and we all have our own narrative. And it's really important that when we come to these times where, you know, there's tragedy involved and there's other people involved, that we remember we've always got that narrative going on, whether we like it or not. And it's there and it's true. And we have to recognize that we've got it. Otherwise, we come into situations with blind spots. And that's when we come to a situation where we can't actually have good conversation or communicate in a way that's going to have an outcome because we're not. We, we, we're so busy saying this is not fair or this is my version of fair and I need you to see my version of fair because the truth is no one else is going to see your version. It's not about that. And we can sit there and say life is fucking unfair. I've gone through X, Y, Z as much as we want. But at the end of the day, life is giving us situations so that we can learn a lesson, even the really tough ones, even the ones where we have to say goodbye to people that we've loved beyond belief. Because at the end of the day, like the truth is, we are all going to experience grief. I say it often, we are all going to lose someone that we love and they're going to leave. We're not going to have access to talk to them again. And it's going to be really damn tough and it's going to feel unfair. But if we change the conversation from when we're younger and we change the conversation to things are going to feel this way in life. You are going to lose people that you love. And we actually talk about it and get people less attached to feeling like things need to be permanent and actually experience the impermanence of life and experience how precious that actually makes it. That's a more valuable lesson, I feel. Instead of teaching our kids that, you know, death is so sad and death is this and death, death is sad. God, you should cry. You should grieve. It's all part of it. But the more we can change the conversation around, uh, you know, it's not just sad. It's actually a celebration of life. Or there's so many other cultures that do it so much better than us. And I'm sure I've spoken about this and touched on it. But I really want the next time you're sitting there and you think, fuck, this is unfair. You know, something happens at work, right? someone else gets a promotion, someone else gets a pay rise, or, you know, something happens that is unfair. Yes, it's unfair. Change the narrative in your mind and think, is this unfair, but something else is going to open up that's different? Because when we see opportunity in failure or when we see opportunity in the unfairness of life, I think that's when we create better situations and we actually come at life with a better attitude and we can then progress further take the lessons that we need to take and grow because we as soon as we say these say these comments like life is unfair life is so shit for me right now like 
we don't allow ourselves to grow from what we're going through. And sometimes we just sit in the pain rather than learning from it. So that's my ramble for today. I feel like 23 minutes, wow, that's longer than I thought I would actually talk for. Um, But I'm pretty passionate about this because, as I said, I had, you know, I actually took last week off work thinking that I would be a bit of a wreck after mediation, but I'm fantastic. I have not been able to get the dumb grin off my face. (laughs) I'm so excited for what the next chapter is for me. And even though I'm sure there will come times when I'm house hunting and I think I could have just got an extra X for my property or you know, I should have just gotten compensation for the stamp duty or, you know, there's all these things that will go through my head. I just need to stop myself and remind myself that all of this is happening so that I can land in my next chapter and I can build that and I can create the life that I want. I mean, it can be so difficult, especially with money, because it's, oh, we talk about permanence and and things like that. Money is definitely something that makes us feel like we need material things and we feel like we're stuck in permanence um but that's a whole other issue isn't it (laughs) I think we're pretty lucky if we have the money to feed ourselves and live the life that we want and I think it's really important not to take that for granted but that's my little last ramble for the day so yeah life isn't fair but it's exactly the way it's meant to be. And I think when we remember that and we remind ourselves of that when we're feeling really low and we can, it's fine to feel low, it's fine to have the cry, it's fine to feel sorry for yourself for a little bit, but if we stay there, we risk not growing through what we need to, the lessons that we need to learn. And we also risk pushing people away because no one wants to be around the person that's like, you don't fucking understand what I'm going through or fuck, you're lucky. Because as I always say, everyone has their own version of hard. So I hope that has been helpful and I hope you've gotten a little nugget out of today's ep. As always, you can find me on socials. All my stuff is in the show notes. So much easier than me reading it out to you. Uh, I would love you to connect with me and tell me your thoughts and also like let's have a conversation. So I hope that you loved this episode. Have a great week. Thank you.